Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Season's greetings and welcome back to Gather by the Ghost Light. Original stories for radio theater. Okay, it doesn't quite work, but hey, it's less than a week till Christmas. I'm Jonathan Cook, your host, producer, and sometimes voice actor on this thing. And I hope you've all been enjoying this year's holiday episodes. And let's see here. Yes, today you're going to hear the third installment of the annual third time ever festive Christmas holiday special extravaganza. What? No reverb this time? Oh my gosh, I'm slacking. Okay, okay, so today's play is called Homo for Christmas, and it was written by Washington, D.C. playwright John Bovoso. You are about to meet Ashley and her new girlfriend, Skylar. Ashley has decided to bring home Skylar to meet her family on Christmas, but it turns out that her family is very bad at adapting to change. And before we get started, I do want to warn you that this episode does contain adult language and content, so please be mindful if there are kids around you. Now, gather around the ghost light, sit back and enjoy. This is Homo for Christmas, written by John Bavoso, and be sure to stick around after the story to hear an interview with this writer. Okay, this is your last chance to back out. You really don't have to do this. Don't be silly! It'll be great! You think that now, but you haven't met my parents. I'm sure they're fine. Parents love me. You don't understand. This is gonna be weird for them. They don't exactly process change well. It's okay, we'll get through it together. Come on, let's do this. You're the best. Hey, there's my girl. You're here, finally. Merry Christmas, sweetheart. Ashley, it's so good to see you, dear. Mom, Dad, Grandma, this is my girlfriend, Skylar. It's a pleasure to meet you, Mr. and Mrs. Johnson, and a... Grandma. Oh, please, call us Jim and Linda. And a very Merry Christmas to you, Skylar. Thank you. I'm Jewish, actually. But I'll celebrate anything. Hanukkah, Christmas, Arbor Day, Tuesday. I'm going to stop making words out loud now. Yes, please. No matter, dear. All are welcome in our house. Come in, have a seat. We brought a bottle of wine. Oh, thank you. That's so kind. Ashley, honey, it's so good to see you, but where's Adam? Um, Mom, I told you we broke up six months ago. I know, but I thought he'd have forgiven you by now. Forgiven me? For what? We couldn't say, obviously. We weren't there, but you have a tendency to... Well, scare men a little bit sometimes. What the fuck, Dad? Language, Ashley. Tomorrow is Jesus' birthday. Oh, Sorry, Grandma. Mom, Dad, I'll have you know that I was the one who broke up with Adam, and he was very sad about it. Men love me. <clears throat> but that doesn't matter because, like I said, Skylar and I are girlfriends now. Well, yes, having girlfriends is very important, but they can't take the place of your love life. Oh, no, Mrs. Johnson, we're... Please, call me Linda. And Jim. Mom, Dad, I think you're misunderstanding me. Skylar and I aren't like Carrie Samantha girlfriends, we're like Willow Tara girlfriends. Huh. All right, who's ready for some of my world-famous nog? 
Is it alcoholic? Extremely. Then dear God, yes, I'll have some. Grandma makes the best eggnog in the tri-state area. It really packs a punch. Thank you, dear. Ashley's always loved a good stiff one. <clears throat> you know who else loves my nog? That Adam fellow you brought home last year. He was such a nice boy. Like I said, Adam and I split up a long time ago. How are you enjoying the eggnog, Skylar? Honestly, it's kind of saving my life right now. Thank you, sweetheart. Ashley, I really like this new roommate of yours. Grandma, Skylar's not my roommate. She's my partner. Partner? So you work together? <clears throat> Let's see what's on TV, shall we? Aw, it's a wonderful life. That's one of my favorites. Really? You know who else loves this movie? Please don't say Adam. Adam! Of course. I really wish Adam could have come with you this year. I mean, talk about a wonderful life. With his law degree, and fancy car, and visible abdominal muscles. And he really has it all. Look, Dad, if you're so hot for Adam... Why don't you date him? <laughs> and rob my only daughter of her best, nay, only prospect in years? <laughs> Never. <sighs> you know what? Ashley, can I talk to you for a minute? In private? What? Uh, oh, yeah, sure. I am so sorry. It's okay. It's not your fault. I'm just a little confused. You did tell them about me, right? Yes, months ago. I don't know why they're acting like this. You know, one day, I'm going to visit them on their planet and see what life is like there. But in the meantime, I am going to... Maybe you should just let it go. They're clearly not ready, and I don't want to ruin their Christmas. Bullshit! It's our, well, my holiday, too. And they won't be ready until I force them to be. Family, we need to talk. Of course, dear. What about... About the fact that I called you half a year ago and told you that I broke up with Adam and that we aren't getting back together and that we aren't getting back together because Adam isn't my type and that Adam isn't my type because his genitals are on the outside of his body because I'm a lesbian. Is this ringing any bells? Bells? I almost forgot. We got you a new ornament. It's hanging right over here on the Christmas tree. Oh, you're going to love it. Wait, what does that say on it? Merry Christmas 2022, Ashley and Adam? Adam? You know what, Mom and Dad? You've really got me in the giving spirit, and now I've got a present that I'd like to give. Merry Christmas, Skylar. This is the present I brought for you. Oh, um, I didn't get you anything. Just open it! Oh, okay, uh, th thank you. Um, let's see what it is. Oh my. Is that a... Yes, Grandma. That is an enormous dildo, which I'm giving to Skylar because she is the woman I love with whom I have sweaty, passionate, marathon-like sex because we are both huge, dykey, lesbian dykes. Don't believe me? Look. Oh. Any questions? <laughs> Uh, I'll just put this away. Well, Ashley, that was entirely inappropriate. It really was. I agree completely. It's rude to start opening presents before Adam gets here. Ugh, you know what? 
Since you'd clearly rather spend the holidays with my ex-boyfriend than with your own daughter and her girlfriend, we'll go elsewhere. Come on, Skylar. Let's see if the Chinese place around the corner is still open. Oh, and by the way, Adam thought your eggnog was disgusting, and he never had the balls to say anything. It was nice meeting you. Well then, I guess we'll have to mail Adam his present this year. That was Homo for Christmas, written by John Bavoso. It was performed by Paige Blackcloud as Ashley, Devin McSherry as Skyler, Adam Cowart as the dad, Dixie Dawson as the mom, and Beth Goolsby as grandma. So with me now is the writer of the story you just heard. He's a playwright based in Washington, D.C. He's a marketer and an aspiring wrangler of unicorns. Ladies and gentlemen, this is John Bavoso. John, good to see you again. How have you been? Oh, I've been good. It's good to be back. Uh, I'm excited to be to join the ranks of the repeaters uh, <laughs> on the Gather by the Ghost Life podcast. So uh, thank you so much for having me. I've been great. That's right. Now, the, the you've been on the podcast before, just like you said. <clears throat> you wrote the play that was featured in episode number 30. It's called An Awkward Conversation in the Shadow of Mount Moriah. And now you're back again <laughs> with a new Christmas play. And this one's called yes. <laughs> Homo for Christmas. So what we have here is a family whose daughter has come out to them as a lesbian, and she's doing her best to try to introduce them to her new girlfriend. And they just seem to be in complete denial of her entire situation. And you wrote it in <laughs> such a yes. you wrote it in such a very comedic way. So from your perspective, uh, tell us about this play, how it came to be, and why you wrote it the way that you did. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, like you said, it's, you know, I definitely, um, I don't know, I think uh, something that I do a lot with my work is I take situations that either on their face, or if you think about them a little harder, would be, you know, really, really could be really dramatic or serious. Um, and I like to come at them from a completely different angle, um, and kind of highlight the absurdity. Uh, and so uh, this piece, actually, uh, I think this is one of the first 10 minute plays I wrote. Um, so I wrote this, I believe, back in 2015. Um, at that point, I was a member of a theater company here in DC uh, called Pinky Swear Productions. And they came up uh, and sort of gained their popularity uh, doing cabaret shows at the Capitol Fringe Festival here in DC. Uh, and so these, these cabarets would be, you know, very popular. And uh, I think one of the last ones they did was called like Cabaret Triple X, Cabaret XXX. And so uh, by the time I joined, we had started developing new works and, and doing new plays. And so to raise money for that, we would host um, what, we were, what we would call pop-up events. So, you know, just one weekend runs of shows that, you know, we as a company would just put together, we'd act ourselves in. And uh, so this one we did ended up doing a December fundraiser. And so... Of course, we called it Cabaret Triple Xmas. Uh, and so, uh, you know, did it was, you know, songs and um, skits and monologues. Uh, and, you know, and so I uh, was tasked with coming up with sort of a, a sketch, uh, which was what this play initially was. And then after after it, it was well received at the event. And so I ended up, you know, expanding on it a little more and turning it more into um, a 10 minute play. But 
um, you know, mostly it was just, it was just really fun to write. It is definitely more like, you know, the sketch side of what I do, I think compared to some of my other short plays, but, um, just really, really fun, uh, you know, and to, and to sort of cast my friends and, and, uh, have, you know, kind of just more an irreverent Christmas story was mm-hmm. really fun. Yeah. And there's many different ways this play could have been written, you know, other authors, <laughs> might have taken a more serious approach, but you took it down this sort of comedic avenue. And just from what I've read of your other short plays, you you tend to lean towards the comedy genre, it seems, uh, especially in this script. Yeah. It's like every other sentence, <laughs> there's a laugh line. Uh, <laughs> now, do you find that, especially with subject matter like this, are theaters more willing to produce like comedic versions over serious, you know, from your your own experience of writing? Yeah, I think for short plays in particular, um, I think my comedies have, I haven't written a very many serious 10 minute plays, but I think for a, especially the 10 minute play format, I think comedy tends to play, um, I think better than drama in certain circumstances. There are some very good, and you've, you know, you featured some very good dramatic 10 minute plays, but I think for me personally, like, I think that I th- I think a lot of my 10 minute plays are actually just built to around sort of like a central joke <laughs> or, you know, uh, or a comedic thing that it, that for me personally, I think holds up for 10 minutes, but like doesn't necessarily stretch <laughs> further. Uh, and so, but yeah, I, and I love, I love writing comedy. Um, and, you know, sometimes, sometimes I'm a little self-conscious about it with like full length plays. Cause you know, I think, um, you know, sort of, sort of very serious dramas are seen as more prestigious in sort of the 10 minute or in the full length play arena. But I think, yeah, I think some of the best 10 minute plays I've seen have been comedies. And so it's really fun to sort of, to sort of play in that sort of constrained environment and, and, and get to, you know, just set up a really funny situation and get out of it in 10 minutes. So. Yeah. And it seems like a lot of 10 minute comedies that I've seen kind of started out as sketches, kind of like what you said about this one. Uh, so from yeah. 2015, when this was originally a sketch and you sort of evolved it into this 10 minute play, you've had, uh, from what I've seen, quite a few productions and it even won the award of the fifth, 14th annual Inspirato Playwriting Contest, uh, that, which, yeah, is in, that which was... is in Canada. So yeah, I would love for you to just yeah. kind of uh, talk about your experience with other productions that you might've seen, especially in Canada where you won that award. Yeah, that was that was really neat. That's uh, that was my first uh, Canadian production, which was really cool. Um, and I honestly, was uh, really a surprise because I, th- I believe that festival was held in like February or something. And I don't know, I don't know if it was like they wanted only you know at that time unproduced plays or if there was some sort of limitation. But I was like, this is what I have that meets the criteria. This festival is in like the spring or you know late winter or something. So. Um, I doubt anyone's going to want it, but I'm going to send it anyway. And, uh, yeah, and it, it was chosen, uh, much to my surprise. And, um, yeah, I think, you know, and it's also had production in LA and I think, uh, that was reviewed. Um, and, uh, yeah, I think just, I think it's one of those plays that lets you just like have fun and really lean into the absurdity and the campiness of it. And so, uh, which I think, you know, actors and directors especially tend to really respond to. So, yeah. So, all right. So while you're here, I also want to revisit your other play and awkward conversation and yeah. shadow of Mount Mariah, because that I know it's a relatively new play for you, but it's had such 
just from what I've seen online, it's had such a great run this year. It was at Eden Prairie Players. It was produced overseas in India. And I think even recently it won the award at the Santa Cruz Actors Theater for their one-act festival. Uh, so what yeah. what has your experience been with that play and getting that play out there and and all the success of it? Yeah, it's it's been incredible. Uh, and yeah, and I've had, I've had several people reach out to me saying they listened to it on the podcast and really enjoyed it. And um, yeah, it's been amazing. It, I've gotten, uh, I actually got, you know, it was produced in uh, Chennai, South India uh, this past November and made it to sort of the final round of that festival. Um, and I got to uh, you know, actually, I struck up a great rapport with the director there. I got some great photos and videos. And interestingly, that was the first production of it that had, uh, they cast a real father and son uh, as Abraham and Isaac, which was really cool. Um, and so, yeah, so it's had, you know, productions all over the place this year. And then it's already lined up for, um, I think, three more for 2023 so far. So oh, uh, Santa Cruz in Connecticut, uh, in Florida. So uh, yeah. And it's, you know, it's, it's so interesting to me, you know, what, what plays sort of resonate and what plays hit and so, which don't, you know, because on its surface, you know, I was not, you know, I was like, people really going to want like an Abraham and Isaac, like, you know, like an old <laughs> Testament, you know, yeah, like yeah. story, you know, or, you know, is that even going to appeal, um, to people? But, uh, yeah, I've been very fortunate, uh, and it's been, it's been really fun to see it go all over the place. So. Uh, yeah, and and thank you again for doing that. And, um, I, I, I every once in a while we'll revisit the recording because uh, the the cast you did and the production you did was so great that oh, uh, it's you. really fun to go back and revisit. So thank you so much. Um, hopefully they'll they'll listen to this episode and hear you say that. But if not, I'll I'll reach out to them and let, <laughs> let them know. Yes, please please pass it along <laughs> for me. So. Yeah, and uh, speaking of which, let's get an update because I know last time we talked, you mentioned that. Um, because you've written other biblical themed short plays and you mentioned that you were trying yeah. to build sort of this one act night of biblical stories from this comedic perspective. Uh, how's mm -hmm. the progress going with that? I, I think that's a great idea. I really hope you're moving forward with that. And, and I would love <laughs> to see that one of these days. Yeah. Uh, slowly. Uh, so uh, I, I have written one more. Um, I've written one around um, uh, um, uh, Noah and his wife uh and on the arc um and uh uh that was actually supposed to be have a reading uh this past summer uh on long island uh but that festival unfortunately was canceled so um i've kind of been slowly starting to send it out places so um hopefully i can start to you know hear it uh and maybe it'll get produced but uh yeah i actually um 2022 was much more of like a, a marketing and um very thankfully getting things produced um i haven't i haven't written a lot this year so that's sort of my goal for 2023 is to sit down and actually produce some new work so um hopefully <laughs> we'll get we'll get closer because i think i think i'm at about four right now so a couple adam and eve stories uh the abraham and isaac and the the noah and his wife so uh, I figure if I get a couple more, then uh, I've got a, a night of theater. <laughs> so Heck yeah. Make sure you, um, yeah. I'm yeah. totally behind that. hundred percent. would love to see that on stage one day. Yeah. If you've got any requests or suggestions <laughs> of Bible stories you'd like to see updated, uh, let me know. You were, you were your listeners. Yeah. Uh, let me know. And uh, I'll add them to the list. So Fantastic. All right. So as someone who's written a ton of plays, you know, a ton of great plays that have had success on stage and a production history, 
what would be kind of your main advice for other playwrights out there who are, you know, they've written some scripts, but haven't quite, you know, submitted it out uh, and gotten it on stage yet? What, what, what could you tell them? Yeah, I think that, uh, I think my biggest advice um, is, <laughs> is what I call spray and pray is <laughs> just, you know, send it everywhere. I mean, you know, make sure it's eligible. Don't like spam people, you know, but um, there are so many great resources and uh, groups and stuff that share submission opportunities. And, and I've met playwrights at conferences and stuff and, you know, they write, like beautiful, great work, but are so scared to send it anywhere. Um, and I was like, unfortunately, you know, this is theater. Like it doesn't, doesn't do you any good sitting in your drawer. Um, and so, and it's like the worst thing that happens is you, you know, they say no, which I mean, I get, I mean, I think I've so far done like 155 submissions this year. Um, most, the vast majority of those are going to come back as no's or just no, no response at all. But um you know, the handful that do come back as a yes um, is really, um, you know, are so exciting and so worth it. And um, and again, I, I think, you know, this whole process is very subjective, um, you know, especially the 10-minute plays. It's, you know, they could, someone could love the 10-minute plays, but, you know, the readers love it, but like, but, you know, no director feels it's right for that or you know, they have too many comedies in the night already. And so they feel they need to pick a drama or, you know, and so like, you know, as much success as an awkward conversation in the shadow of Mount Marias had, it's also been, you know, rejected, you know, probably, you know, two or three times more than it's been chosen. And, you know, and it, um, you know, and that's the thing is I just submit, I log in a spreadsheet and then I move on to the next thing. And then, you know, I try not to think about it. And then it's a pleasant surprise if I get a, you know, a happy email. So I think that's the thing. You just got to put yourself out there, um, you know, and just, you know, to a certain extent, it's a numbers game, <laughs> you know, and the more you set, the more you submit and the more you send out. Um, and then, you know, and then hopefully ideally you build real relationships with those theaters and, and then, you know, you can, uh, you know, hopefully get your work produced less from sort of open calls and, um, and just from, you know, the relationships that you're building. So that'll be my advice as much as much as I have any. <laughs> so <laughs> very good, very good. All right. So we we touched on a little bit of it, but what else do you have coming up? I know you, you you've got other plays that you've written to be and produced out there too. So where can mm -hmm. people see the next John Bavoso play in a theater near them? Uh yeah. So uh the like I said, so uh short plays are gonna be sort of all over the country. Hopefully, hopefully new ones will be added. Uh for 2023 um also in may um i know i know you're based in georgia so um my uh full-length play mlm is for murder uh is going to be produced uh at the pump house players um in cartersville georgia in may uh for a couple weeks and so uh definitely go check that out um and uh i've got some exciting things coming up toward the end of the year that I'm not allowed to announce yet. So okay. uh, stay tuned. Uh, maybe maybe follow me online or whatnot if, uh, if you're interested and hopefully I'll be able to announce those shortly. But um, yeah, very excited about uh, what next year holds. So. Awesome. Cool. I will definitely try to make uh, some sets in my neck of the woods. <laughs> I'll try to make the yeah. murder. Cool. Uh, all right. So, you know, speaking of following you online, remind people what your website is and if you're active on social media. Sure. Uh, yeah. So my website is john-bavoso.com. Uh, not 
too many other John Bovosos out there. <laughs> so uh, if you just Google John Bovoso playwright, that'll get you there. And then um, on, you know, Instagram and Twitter, uh, different, I think I'm Jolly and Reverie on Twitter and uh, Unicorn Wrangler 11, maybe on Instagram, some combination of that. <laughs> but like I said, if you search my name, I'm pretty SEO friendly. Uh, not a lot of John Bovosos out there. So uh, yeah, and then I'm also on the new play exchange. Uh, all my plays are up there. So uh, if any folks are are on there, um, yeah. So I'm I'm easy to find. I'm around. <laughs> Excellent. All right. Well, John, thanks for joining us. Thanks for writing such a great play and sharing it with us. Keep creating. Keep writing. And I have faith that one day you will not be aspiring, but you will be an actual <laughs> wrangler of unicorns. It's, it's the dream. It's the dream. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you all for listening. And if you are associated with a theater and you would like to produce the play you heard today on your stage, send an email to gatheredbythegostlight at gmail.com or contact the playwright directly at his website, john-bavoso.com. This program is supported in part by the Greater Augusta Arts Council through a grant from its partner agency, the National Endowment for the Arts. Intro and outro music, as always, is provided by artist JK47. And if you enjoy this podcast, maybe you're a longtime listener, or maybe this is the first episode you've ever heard. Let us know. Please leave us a rating or a review on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. And also be sure to tune in later this week for the final installment of the Christmas holiday special extravaganza. I'm Jonathan Cook, and as always, stay safe, and I'll see you next time we gather by the ghost light. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the RISE Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.